0: Welcome once again, everybody, to Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host, Ben. Before we get started, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes. Uh, or following us, whatever you want to do, but subscribe to us, rate and review us. That's the important part. Give us a five star review. We'd appreciate it. That helps us out a lot and it literally takes you 30 seconds. So please, if you're listening right now, you can continue to listen and do the review. So boom, there you go. Uh, follow us on Instagram at blockbuster mentality, Twitter at blockbuster cast, uh, what else Blockbustermentality.com. that's where you get all the updates on the show oh man it was a, a absolute blast of a conversation i had just now with uh harlan williams comedian actor uh he's an artist uh, it's uh yeah he he's hilarious we went on a just random rant at the beginning of the show, which, uh, you'll enjoy. Uh, it involves a green leotard. So, uh, I think you'll enjoy that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) I've, uh, I've been a fan of Harlan since, since the nineties, since, uh, you know, like many of you, uh, folks out there, but, uh, yeah, it was awesome being able to, talk to him after all these years of, of watching him. And, um, uh, yeah, he was just so, such a cool guy. So down to earth and, um, yeah, just, uh, it, great. Uh, he has, a go to harbling.com. Because he has some awesome t-shirts, folks. Go to harbling.com. Check out his Instagram. Go to harlanwilliams.com. Uh, he also has short stories coming out or a novel coming out um, that uh, he plugs in the show. So stay tuned for that. I'm sure you can just look up Harlan Williams' uh, novel uh, on, on the interwebs and uh, you'll find it. I apologize. I can't remember off the top of my head what he said to me literally... Uh, Five minutes ago, <laughs> but uh, but no, it sounds they sound really cool. A bunch of short uh stories, like Twilight Zone ish, so uh, definitely uh, look that up. Uh, but uh, but yeah, here is oh, oh, oh the movie we talk about, we, we touch on, is a 1980s airplane, uh, gr- classic comedy, uh, and yeah, fun, fun quote in the movie with him, but anyway, uh, here is my uh very fun conversation with harlan williams I, I bet you were glued to the tv looking for those o- oscar nominations this morning weren't you uh
1: no I, I wasn't i don't even have tv anymore i don't i don't watch it i don't watch the news i don't watch anything good for you man it's uh wow. yeah
0: it's it's bad. I mean, do you have like like streaming services like Netflix and all that? Yeah, do you, do I got, I got yeah. rid of
1: satellite. I don't watch any news anymore. I don't watch. It's just too uh, corrupt, and it's too. Uh, there's nothing good being said. I don't believe most of it, and so I just thought goodbye.
0: Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is, has it been rewarding? Do you notice the
1: difference? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not weighed down with all the uh, BS. You know.
0: Yeah, I bet, man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's uh yeah, I mean, I me and my wife, yeah, we pretty much just have like the yeah, streaming services, things like that. I I I catch up on, you know, things like the Oscars on the cesspool that is Twitter, but you know, that's another that's another story right there. Social media. Oh, yes. Are you a social media guy?
1: I was. I got rid of uh, my Twitter, my Facebook. All I have left is my Instagram cuz it's it's fun. I just post videos to make people laugh. So
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Anything, anything filtering in the news or everybody's opinions, and I, I just, I, it's too overwhelming. I don't want to hear it. So I'd rather yeah. go outside and pick blueberries and watch the clouds go by and listen to hummingbirds fly past my face, and they make a really cool swishing noise.
0: That that is nice. Are 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 you in L.A. or where are you? Where L.A. You... Buddy. Yeah? Right. yeah. Are there really hummingbirds by your house in L.A.
1: I got I got tons of them guy and I mean, blueberries they, they fly by my face like uh, helicopters at uh, Kenny G's private summer home <laughs> yeah
0: man that's that's beautiful yeah. man that's
1: beautiful really sweet the blueberries I might have made up but uh, in my mind there's blueberries in my yard.
0: Hey, you know, it, as long as they're somewhere, you know, in your mind, you know, in your fridge, you know. As I long yard
1: and I I put on my green leotards every morning and I skip through them before the dew slides off of them. So
0: <laughs> That's great, man. Ever,
1: uh, <laughs> you ever put on green leotards and just go for a skip?
0: I haven't, but now I I
1: well, can't I
0: can't imagine doing anything else right now. That's well, really it's
1: gonna happen. Just be patient, it's but... coming. <laughs>
0: It's, i mean i'm a very impatient man so i'm probably going to go on amazon and buy a green le- leotard while we speak i might even you oh, know, good. do that and so. what goes
1: really good with them are the uh, the curly elf shoes if you get some of those the ones that curl at the top like yeah the dairy queen ice cream like you put those on and the green leotards and shirt topless and just skip away
0: yeah man oh that, oh my goodness! I have so many visuals oh. in my head of me. I'm a bigger guy, so I can. Uh, oh, uh, that's going to be jiggly, man. That is. <laughs> well, you
1: know, to, to offset the jiggling, maybe carry a harp. I'd skip around with a harp in your arms. That's and, true. Yeah, and blueberry juice flying up in your face. And
0: should, should I learn the harp first, or just?
1: I don't think so. Hummingbirds yeah. are impartial. They don't really know music, or that's true. It, so you can twang till your ass blows <laughs> sideways and they'll be yeah. fine with it those little humming baskets.
0: oh my god yeah that's uh yeah now well i cannot wait for this this is great i don't have any hummingbirds by my house but i think that will attract the oh yeah they'll come around
1: they'll, they'll smell the yeah musk, the specific yeah. musk and if that you have is... a Neighborhood Watch in your neighborhood, this is going to be nice for your neighbors.
0: I know. I can't wait to go on out... out... Yeah, they have that neighborhood app or whatever, and they'll you know, yeah, say they'll hear this. The,
1: they'll hear the harp, and they'll, <laughs> you'll probably heads peeking over your fence like a whack-a-mole in Kenny G's underwear.
0: Are you a Kenny G guy?
1: Uh, not really. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't need to see a 60-year-old guy wearing a Shirley Temple wig playing a piccolo, you know, so... Yeah, it's
0: typically, uh... yeah, it's not really my, not really my bag. You know, it's, uh, oh. yeah. Have you ever been a, uh, I, I, you know, obviously brought up the Oscars. We don't have to talk about that. But have you ever, are, are awards something that is just like a, you could care less about? Is that just Hollywood patting themselves on the back, pretentious?
1: I used to be really enchanted by the awards. And there was a time in my life before I even got into the entertainment industry where I Envisioned myself winning an Oscar for something. I didn't know whether it'd be a movie or a, a script, but you know, I figure if I was going to come to Hollywood, you, you should always aim as high as you can. So I always visualize the Oscar experience. But the more I I see these actors and the pretentious uh, attitude and and the uh, the speeches and the talking down to people and the politics, it's oh, like yeah. I can't stand it 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 I, I don't even watch it anymore. It yeah.
0: It, I, I yeah, I don't I do not blame you. Yeah, cuz uh yeah, it's it's just gotten so just it's not even about the movies. Like that's we're celebrating movies, you know, the, yeah. the great this great art form and we got to yeah, stand on our soapbox to you know, which I understand sometimes, you know, it's good to have a good cause and you're, you're fighting for not that. Really, but...
1: Not really. Not for the Oscars. How about, Yo, well, how yeah, about, that's, how that's about what
0: I'm saying. How, yeah,
1: go ahead. Talk about your experience as an actor and your struggles and right. your methodology and your insights into the world you work within. I don't need to hear your yeah. recital about politics or world matters or... It's just—they've just totally ruined it for the average person who, like you just said, just wants to enjoy the world of movies. And, yeah. And on top of that, many of the movies that get in are are—you know—it seems like there's a little elite, pretentious group that oh, there's a movie about an ex heroin addict who wears a wig and you know found a pet uh, wallaby and uh, you know let let's let's put that in over <laughs> Avatar. Which is a you know a groundbreaking movie that uh, you know redefined filmmaking. But let let's uh, let's nominate the movie about the heroin addict with uh, who wears high heels. You know, it's just, it's yeah, a- I give
0: the. Give the Oscar to the actor who wore the most prosthetics, and oh, they didn't even look like them. So we we got to give them an Oscar because that yeah. was such hard work of them to put on that makeup. You know, for Ooh, that you know.
1: that guy put on forty pounds for his role. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, what about the script and the story and how right. much the audience liked it? And come on, guy. It, Exactly.
0: Now you said you envision yourself, you know, someday, you know, winning an Oscar back in the day, like, uh, you know, I know you mainly for comedy, but like, were you envisioning yourself being fitting into more dramatic stuff? Or like, what were you, what were you interested in?
1: Yeah, I just, I just realized I was gonna have a journey in the entertainment industry. And I just, you know, I had this vibe that someday I would make my way up to that, that podium and uh whether that happens or not you know it's probably less and less likely as i get older but it's you know when when you're young and your head's full of dreams you know i always i always my my idea was dream big shoot for the, for knocking it over the wall and you know it's uh yeah i'm still in a world where it could happen but uh who knows but uh i uh I always said about award shows, I've had people invite me to go to the Oscars and stuff. I, I said, I don't want to attend unless I'm, a, um, I'm actually a participant.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: If, if I do ever go, I want it to be that kind of once in a lifetime experience where I'm in awe and I'm. So I don't want to go as a guest and watch it and just be used to it. It's always best when you go to something fresh and.
0: Yeah. What Have you, I mean, uh, forgive me, I mean, I'm a fan of your, your work, but I'm mainly familiar with the comedy work, but have you done, like, any, like, dramatic roles? <laughs>
1: you know, it's so funny you ask that. I was just hiking in Runyon Canyon today. Yeah? And I bumped into a director who directed me in a film, Vicki Jensen, who directed the first Shrek movie. Oh, okay. She cast me in her first live-action independent movie called Family Tree. As the lead and it went to Sundance and it went to all the festivals and she reminded me today when I saw that I was nominated out of a field of about four or 500 people I was one of the five people nominated as best actor in some very prestigious. I don't even remember what she said, but she was going on and on about it just this morning, a few hours ago. So wow, that's I've crazy. Done, I've done some dramatic stuff. I haven't done as much as I'd like to, but it's yeah, when you're when you're the funny guy, it's um, it, you know they don't go to you first for that kind of stuff, and you have to you have to kind of fight for it and want it. But I'm I'm kind of more like, hey, if somebody wants me for something, I'll maybe show up if I like the material, you know?
0: Yeah exactly and it's yeah it's it's whatever whatever you can you know get your hands on nowadays you know yeah but i'm sure i'm sure you can be picky at this point in your career i mean it's uh you know you don't have to just take you know you don't have to nick cage it or bruce willis it i saw like bruce willis was in like six movies this year and they all got nominated for razzies thought that was uh quite humorous but (laughs) um actually i think they made it the uh uh made him his own category category what was the worst bruce willis film or something and it was yeah six of them were just listed there um
1: (laughs) well i love bruce bruce yeah he's yeah i did uh the whole nine yards with bruce that's right yes he was was amazing i i was i I loved him man he was such a cool guy
0: that's awesome and uh, i mean for me for me i mean i'm uh it's funny i was just uh when you before right when you signed on i was watching a half-baked clip to just uh you know refresh my memory and everything and it was the fruit cocktail uh scene in the in the jail um right. and i just love when you're like uh <laughs> you guys believe in angels it's, it's like you're just i don't know where you know just you know, i'll just make small talk with these uh these dangerous men and ask them if
1: they believe in angels i, just... I improvise that that whole bit <laughs>
0: that's i i I would yeah i was good i I was wondering because yeah it definitely seems like it almost seems like you almost have like a it's like a tongue-in-cheek thing like oh are they gonna take this right or but yeah Yeah, well i
1: figured i'm in i'm in a a prison full of hardened murderers and killers (laughs) and i thought what could be the worst question but to ask them if they believe in angels (laughs) yeah exactly
0: Oh, so great. Uh, then uh, I mean, uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Uh, we're going to get into the movie, but I'm going to gush over you for a second. I, I, uh, I was a big Rocket Man fan, and yeah, yeah. Uh, now it, it's come full circle because now my kids uh, enjoy the movie uh, as well. You awesome. know, here we what is it twenty. Uh, 20- four or five years later now. Wow. Yeah. I think, yeah, uh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Time yeah. flies, huh? <laughs> but yeah, I, that was always, I grew, kind of grew up on that movie, but, uh, and, uh, yeah. So thank you for bringing me joy with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good to hear.
1: Yeah. That was one of my favorites. They, they let me, uh, kind of re- rewrite that whole script a number of times. So I was really able to put my hands all over that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, I would assume, yeah, you, you would have, you know, the freedom. I mean, you're the lead you got, you're in basically every scene. I mean, it kind of rides on you, you know, this, this, this project. And we uh, just had a, not just, it was a couple of months ago, William Sadler. We had him on um, a couple of months ago and he's, he seems like a great guy. Uh, if, if you want to tell me different, that's cool too. It's juicy content, but you know, no he was a
1: great guy we, we had a we had a blast and uh it was great to have him and we just he, he was yeah it was he was great he was really cool
0: yeah yeah and yeah just uh yeah i mean he's and he's part of cinema history with you know well a lot of films but shawshank redemption being in that man geez green um, Mile, yeah yeah green mile yeah he's yeah he's uh even uh you know, the Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted fame, you yeah, know. Yeah. I know. The... He,
1: he was actually speaking of Bruce, he was the in the second diehard, he was the the villain.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. look
1: at that. Shawshank Redemption.
0: He's, yeah. He's, well, and you, you have a, uh, also have a connection to the movie we're going to speak about tonight, Airplane, a little bit, because you worked with his son, uh, Lloyd Bridges' son, Bo Bridges, was in, uh, yeah. rocket man so you you, uh, you know you you, you got a, a little bit of a connection there um but uh, but yeah so yeah we like to have you know uh people who are in the biz you know uh come on and and uh, t- just talk about a movie uh with us it's nice for the fans to see you know uh a celebrity talk about you know the art form and just you know uh what they appreciate about appreciate about it and just have a casual uh chat on it i know uh i sent you a you know a a variety of films to choose from and uh, you know because i didn't know if you were going to want to talk more dramatic but yeah i included this one because you know it was in there but why why'd you choose this one out of all the ones i sent you
1: airplane just because it's uh it's just so iconic and a kind of um it kind of broke the comedy mold to a degree when it came out it was uh kind of the first movie that every single line in the movie was a punchline, pretty much <laughs> and it was uh, it was played like super serious and dramatic but every line was absurd and r- ridiculous whether and whether if it wasn't a line it was the physicality of the movie and It was, it was, it was one of the first movies to really do a piss take on a genre of film. The, the air, there was a, a a series of movies called airplane or airport. Yeah. Called airport. And these would come out like once a year, once every two years, but they're very dramatic and intense. And they were, they were, they're played very real and people loved them. And so these guys decided to take that format and, and, you know, just drill it full of comedy and, uh, it's just uh really really refreshing and different and yeah you know
0: yeah it's uh it um it's funny you yeah they they play it so straight like you never never at any moment you feel like they're trying to be funny like it's like you know it's just everything is just delivered like it's this is the line and you know i'm me as a character, I'm seriously, you know, saying this, like, but it's, <laughs> you know, I, I could see, you know, someone watching this going into it thinking, you know, it's going to be a, you know, a drama film or something. And then just being like totally confused <laughs> and like, why, why is this so out there? But yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. So brilliantly uh, <laughs> uh, performed by all these actors, I mean, cause you have actors who, generally weren't you know in comedy at the time really i mean right. i know Le- leslie nielsen wasn't you know doing uh, comedy yet um yeah
1: he was uh, a classically trained like shakespearean actor
0: right yeah. yeah so it's like yeah it's it's crazy to to see that um but, uh, but yeah, this, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's hard to talk comedies with just, without just, you know, it being a total like quote fest. Uh, do you, do you have, uh, quotes that are in your, uh, rotation that you still use to this day at all?
1: Um, I don't know if I, well, or are you just not a movie quoter? No, no. I've, I've quoted <laughs> tons of movies, but I, I think my quotes come from a lot more, um, bizarre, obscure movies. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I went, I still quote lines from the movie, Blue Velvet, the David Lynch movie. Oh, like, wow.
0: Oh, I would have, I would have broke that down with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tons of, tons of quotes from that. Tons of quotes from the, the Hitcher with, uh, Rutger Hauer.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. What's, oh. uh, what's, what's your, give me some quotes from Blue Velvet that you use.
1: Oh, I mean, <laughs> they're they're so be as fil-
0: be as filthy as you want.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Well, you know, Dennis Hopper was such a <sighs> such a. He was just like, oh, hello, neighbor. You want to go for a ride? Good idea. Let's go for a ride. We're taking our neighbor for a joyride, and <sighs> and just right at the beginning when Jeffrey finds the human ear and he goes to the police and the cop goes, yes, that's a human ear, all right. <laughs> just like. We would sing the candy coated clown that Dean Stockwell did when he, when they went to Ben's and yep. you know, Dennis Hopper, all F anything that moves and Yeah. Let's, let's take your neighbor for a joyride. We're <laughs> going for a joyride. You know, just uh, it it doesn't end, you know. That
0: has to be I mean, that's got he's gotta be one of the most menacing villains of, of all time. I mean that just oh, yeah that he just is so intimidating and, and scary. And like, I think we did like an episode of top five movie villains and I actually included him, not because yeah. I, I hate him. He's terrible, but that just, I think speaks to Dennis Hopper's performance in that oh, yeah. uh, he really
1: <laughs> tapped into some dark energy. And it was, <laughs> it was great. It was just really convincing. And yeah, powerful, you know,
0: and I love, you know, jumping from airplane to blue velvet. It's you know, it's 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 easy to compare the the two. You know, it's.
1: Uh... Oh. <laughs> well, I, I do have a lot of quotes from airplane. I mean, mostly you know Leslie Nielsen. You know, don't don't call me Shirley. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff like that, and and uh, th- th- there's a lot in there. But but for some reason comedy quotes are a bit more predictable when you're hanging out with friends. I find yeah. it's kind of more, uh, more of a surprise on people when you pull something out of something dark or dramatic, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, uh, that it's just like, wait, what, what, <laughs> what was
0: that? <laughs> um,
1: like, but, like, yeah, quotes from the shining and yeah, horror movies are always the the stepfather, a movie that came out in the eighties. Oh
0: man, yeah, you you pull all the deep cuts, man. Uh, <laughs> well, this this movie, I mean, this made famous the whole, uh, or I don't even know, you know, how many movies really do this, but you know, uh, uh, I've done it lots of times, or I, I forget. He says he's nervous, and you know, she says first time. He said, no, I've been. Nervous, lots of times. Like she right. met first time flying. Like they did. Kept doing lines like that. And oh, it's, just yeah. like, it's just they're they're answering the wrong question. But again, so they just deliver it so deadpanned. Like you know, that's 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 their line. You know, that's oh, that's, yeah. that's that's it my just, response. When they weren't
1: doing lines, they were you know just like Billy. Have you ever been in a Roman steam bath? Like. <laughs> You think back then, like a, a grown man talking to a little boy with kind of this pedophilia kind of, and you're like, now, like when I saw that movie, I didn't even know that stuff existed in life because I was a kid. I didn't know that men went after boys. And I was a bit confused when I saw that part. Right. I thought, I guess it's funny. I don't really understand it. But when you watch it now, you go, they probably won't even allow that in a movie now, you know.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot, yeah, that uh, that they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I think this movie. I mean, at the time, well, at the time they didn't have PG thirteen. It was, so it was rated PG, um, right. and it's uh, you know, it's it's. I don't think it has much profanity. I mean, it's got boobs a couple times, right. uh, but uh, but other than that, yeah. But it, but the jokes are definitely very adult like you know you, you ever seen a grown man naked it's just yeah. like it's just <laughs> and i just love how you know they don't have the kid respond or anything they just yeah. move on you know it's <laughs>
1: yeah. and then there's that scene in the airplane where these the, the two big black dudes are like talking jive and 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 june cleaver from beaver leave it to beaver she goes excuse me stewardess i speak jive and then she starts talking and you know, all this funny jive talk with the with the other guys and it's just it's just everything was so out of out of nowhere you didn't see it coming a lot of the time
0: yeah oh my goodness yeah yeah the the subtitles you know when they're speaking their jive too like wow. <laughs> reminds me of uh the <laughs> key and peel skit where he's like doing Barack Obama and then the guy translate him on what he was really trying to say and yeah um, but uh, <laughs> so great uh, you ever been to a Turkish prison um, <laughs> so many good ones but I love when um, uh, is you know he keeps telling you know stories of his past, and it goes back and he's first telling the old lady, and then it uh, goes to the flashback, and then it comes back, and she's she's hung herself. Yeah,
1: <laughs> another guy lights himself on fire. It's like, yeah, it was it was just hilarious.
0: You have the I think you have one guy do like the, the harikari thing, like the yeah, hairy-
1: like. <laughs> yeah, so ridiculous! And then uh, the thing I really love about that movie is that it opened the gateway to um, all the the uh, the um, the Leslie Nielsen movies.
0: Right? Yeah, like Naked Gun and yeah, uh, all the Naked
1: yeah. Gun movies, and it just it, they just got better and better. You know, the 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 three Naked Gun movies got better, but then they some other people outside of the Zucker's tried to steal their formula and try to do it and none of them it never really worked like it it just never came off as good
0: what what uh what, what do you think you know the difference really like i mean because you got to think they they took a little inspiration from like mel brooks movies yeah. you know because that you know that kind of satire mm-hmm. um but the because the, those movies came out before like blazing saddles i think what was that 70s yeah. um history and...
1: of the world and all yeah, the,
0: the, those yeah. were all yeah, back then. I mean, uh and it seems like this one became more mainstream. Like what do you what do you think like the difference with th- mel brooks's movies and this movie is like what I think, do you...
1: I think mel brooks's movies kind of skewed a little older you know like he, he he did you know young frankenstein actually looked like an old black and white movie so it was kind of it was so genre oriented and yeah high anxiety and a lot of his movies were kind of you know history of the world that It felt like older themes and older movie references whereas airplane was taking at that time what was current you know with the airport movies i mentioned earlier and and kind of putting in a lot of pop culture humor versus kind of humor that fit the date of mel brooks's movies you know like he'd he'd do history of the world and be making jokes about romans right and in Young Frankenstein, he'd be making jokes about, you know, people from that era when they lived in castles and villages. And it was funny, but Airplane was doing current jokes about, you know, pop culture and what was happening currently in society. So I, I think there it was just more relatable to sure. the person.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, Mel Brooks, yeah, I mean, essentially with his movies were period pieces
1: i guess you could say like you know like saddles it was all like sort of cowboy humor and settler humor and it was funny but it definitely it didn't pertain to the world we we live in you know so it was it was a little dated but still funny but not as relatable perhaps
0: right yeah definitely because yeah i mean this one yeah like you said it's 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 you know current and, you know they even bring in you know Kareem Kareem Abdul Jabbar as as he technically plays himself but no he's he's Roger Murdoch he keeps yeah. insisting you know to the kid and yeah. but then the kid you know bashes his his defense you know his de- and you know he's not going to have that but yeah it's just they they bring they get this guy to star in it i think i read um uh, if IMDb trivia is you know any uh, uh, good source, um, I read uh, there was they were might have gotten Bruce Jenner for it. Um, they were also trying for Barry Manilow, which God, is... that would have been
1: funny. <laughs> Just anything that—that's a guy I think for real skips in his backyard in greenlea <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Wow
0: definitely yeah we uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to photoshop something well first i need to learn how to photoshop but then then i'll then i'll do that
1: (laughs) you need to to get to dry little buddy
0: (laughs) well i'm you know i'm not are are you still are you still like a drawer are you do you still draw yeah look at this you see my t-shirt you drew that t-shirt that's not even a t-shirt that's on your skin
1: yeah, right. I wish. No, this is a, one of the things yeah. I do now is I, I draw on t-shirts and I, I've been selling them and I sold so many. I actually had to build a website called harbling.com com H A R bling.com. And so what I'll do is I'll draw like 30 or 40 fresh shirts, put them up and then people were getting bummed that, cause there's only one of each shirt. So now we have prints available on harblingcom com and, um, This shirt and others will be going up probably in about a week, a week and a half on sale. So it's kind of like whoever gets in there first gets an original hand drawn shirt that uh, I personally draw them. So, so
0: so you, when you buy it, if it's, you'll, you'll know if it's the original is because that's right. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. You'll know it's the
1: original (laughs) because it's, you can see it's drawn right on. And then if the original sells out, you can go in and, and get a print uh, on. Uh, you can get it on a hoodie or a shirt or a, a, a coffee mug. It's really cool. It just we just put the site up about a month ago, and it's going really. People are loving the original artwork. So this is a shirt I just finished on the weekend. And, nice. Uh, yeah, it's fun. So, it's like so
0: you you fun. draw you a- actually draw it on the shirt. You don't draw it like on a program or on a paper oh, and then transfer it to the right shirt. Right on
1: the shirt with sharpies and uh, nice. Yeah, it's fun cuz I never really know what I'm going to draw. Like I stretch the shirt out and then I just have this blank canvas and I I kind of start with a few lines and no, it turns out it's like a caveman guy, but it's you know, it can be a caveman guy or a starfish or a dancing cube. Okay, cover. so never, yeah.
0: Yeah. So just you just kind of see what it kind of is turning into and then yeah. you're like, "All right, I'll go in that direction." That's awesome, man. Yeah, those are those are. I'm mean, gonna definitely have to check those out. Never audience check check that out. What's the, what's the site called?
1: It's called Harbling.com. H-A-R-B-L-I-N-G. Harbling. You know, it's the first part of my name, Harlan. But um, we put all the archived shirts on there. So if you want to go look at all the past designs, and if you see one you like, email us at Harbling, and we'll put it on whatever kind of. You know, shirt or hoodie or whatever you want it. And we'll put it in the store for you. So nice, it's pretty fun, yeah. That's I like awesome. seeing people wear like original stuff because there's yeah, you know, there's so many brand names and trademarks like Nike and Tommy Hilfiger and it, it's like it, it it and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's fine. Right. I've worn Levi's my whole life. I love them, but but in my mind, it's like man, I'd love to see people wearing one of a kind. Type of like real art and so that's kind of why i did it i, I love to draw but also i i wanted people to have something that was original so
0: yeah no that's i love that that's that's yeah. awesome and then i mean but so uh, is that a more recent thing the, the drawing on t-shirts or you know um, i
1: did it i've done it for probably the last like 10 years but i do uh, like four or five a year i just yeah. did it as a throwaway and then all of a sudden, more and more people were like, "I want one! I want one!" And so I started kind of beefing up production, and 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 then people were just they I'd put them up, and then they'd be gone in forty minutes. And so I thought I'd better build a website where I can I can do more, but also offer prints for sure. you know, a fraction of the cost for those who can't get the real one. At least they can get a, a print of of an image that they like so it's been it's been really rewarding to uh see people coming out and buying I call it wearable art I love
0: it yeah. Well and it's it's great too that yeah you're you're getting your you know, uh, is you know one of your passions out there too, where you know people can see you know that different side of you too, yeah. you know that they don't uh, typically see. And have have you ever seen anyone trying to re- uh, re- resell it? Have you ever seen them up for resale, like on eBay or anything?
1: I haven't seen it. I'm <laughs> not really looking for it. I, well I yeah. People don't do that, but they might. But I, I I really hope that someone would buy one and go, wow, I've I've got an original piece of yeah. art and want to wear it out into the world so that sure. it, people notice it because they will notice it. But some people have told me, they email me and said, Oh, I bought, I bought a shirt and I'm framing it and hanging it on the wall. And it's their shirt to do that. But in the back of my head, I'm like, Oh, it's, it's not really the point. The point is to wear the art out into the world and and let other people see it and share in it. But you're the guy, you're like the walking frame, you know? So it's like, I encourage people to wear them out into the world, and, and but it's theirs once they buy it, so they can do whatever they want. So
0: yeah, well, I wish this was like a fictional thing I drew, because um, it's the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, they might as well be fictional, because oh. I know they're so bad that. But you know, I'll you know I'll uh, save my pity party for another show. Um, <laughs> so I mean, what what do you, what. What do you get out of um or you know, um is it more therapeutic for you when you're drawing? Like what what different uh feelings are you getting when you're if you're doing stand up, when you're drawing, when you're acting? Like what what different feelings are you getting? Like what you what, know, what do you cool. get out of all of them?
1: A lot of a lot of people in life need like therapy or they like to meditate or they like to chant or they like a morning coffee, or what like you wake up and you kind of get all the juices flowing. And what I do is I wake up and I, I get a blank shirt and I, I draw and it just kind of draw. These shirts can take a while. So it's just kind of, I kind of get into this zone where I'm focused on this thing. So I'm half drawing, I'm half thinking about life and the world and, and it's a really kind of cool way to start my day, or even if I end up doing it later in the day, it's very meditative Meditative, and it's, uh, you get into a little bit of a trance when you get focused on anything creative. But when you're drawing or painting, it's, you're looking at something and your brain's trying to put the pieces together to make, you know, with this piece, I just started with the eyes and I didn't know that he was going to be like a, a hairy looking king man with a with a scowling mouth i just had these eyes and then it just i was like oh by the time i was finished i was like god this guy's pretty rad you know yeah
0: <laughs> and then do you get uh like that uh, any sort of therapeutic feeling when you're acting or or doing stand-up
1: oh yeah stand-up is stand-up is i mean stand-up is i equate that to almost like flying you know because as much as I love doing movies and television, it's scripted and there's parameters. But when I'm up on stage doing stand-up, it's just, I just get to float. The, the, there's no one pushing the levers, but me. And it, it's just, I get into this zone on stage and it's almost like ethereal. And I get to, I just get to dream and be in this, I kind of create, it's almost like a spider walking on stage and it hasn't spun the web yet. And you kind of, spin this web on the audience and you kind of i always say don't do the show for the audience do the show for you and make them come to you right and and so i really go out there a lot and i, I create these stories and jokes and vibes and mood and and i just hope they come in and i kind of build this web and get them in the web and once they're there it's like i have them and it's it's, it's really cool
0: yeah, I like the doing it for you, you know, because yeah. it's got to be, first of all, way more rewarding when you get that reaction from the audience. And it's just like, I'm doing what I like and they're enjoying, you know, what That's I'm cool. putting out there. That's got to, yeah, it's got to be so much more rewarding. Um, yeah, it's and, beautiful.
1: Uh, there's there's nights when I'll go up to a crowded, a full house and, and do more of a scripted routine with like preset jokes. And I'll destroy and I'll walk off stage and feel empty inside. But then there's the same nights where I'll go up to a crowded house and I'll just kind of rant and, and let it flow more and, and kind of be in the moment and spontaneous. And even if I don't do as well inside, I feel like a 10 and, and it's, it's just amazing when you let that kind of energy flow through you.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah. I can't imagine uh, a better a better feeling. Um,
1: well, come on. Well,
0: well, you know, in come the on, in the, in the arts. beach
1: house and Cabo. Come on, let's uh, let's uh, not. Uh, come on, guy. I
0: remember, I, I'm you know I'm trying uh, to you know.
1: Let me just remind you: beach house, Cabo, Mexico, Newman's Own salad dressing, and a salad <sighs>
0: shooter. Oh my goodness! Yeah, my pants are getting tighter right now
1: um and rebel wilson oh, that's all i'm gonna say man i'm a, yeah, <laughs> gonna take,
0: have to take this off in a minute here a um
1: cheese whiz.
0: <laughs> oh man uh but, uh but yeah airplane you know that's a fun movie <laughs> um uh that's yeah, uh, it, it it really is yeah i mean it's again it's a movie that still holds up today it's like you know you you can still um you know it's like the jokes you can still get they're not really outdated you know um well it's also
1: (laughs) nice to have and that's why i appreciated the naked gun movies which still stand up as well it's like so many times nowadays you go to a comedy And you're lucky if you get, you know, I say you're lucky if you get two or three laughs and you hear the theater. If you listen to the audience, like big guffawing laughs, you're lucky a good comedy, a good comedy these days, you get two or three laugh moments. Whereas with airplane and the naked gut movies, like you're, you're being thrown a punchline about every 45 to 50 seconds. And so, you're going to have probably 30, 40, 50 big laughs throughout the movie. And that's why I like movies like, you know, Austin Powers and Pet Detective and Dumb and Dumber and something about Mary. Like I love movies where they just keep serving up the jokes, man. And that's what a real comedy should be, you know, unless it's subtle kind of dark comedy. but.
0: I mean, what do you, what do you think? uh, I mean, well, first of all, I'll ask you this. what, can you think of a comedy, say, in the... I feel like saying five years, but it seems like 10 years now because it's already freaking 2022. Um, can you think of a comedy in the last 10 years, so since 2012, that stands out to you?
1: You know, I remember one of the movies where I really laughed out loud, like over and over, was when The Simpsons movie came out. And, and and you know, that those guys are experts. If you watch The Simpsons they're kind of have a mandate where they have to drop a punchline about every 20 seconds. That's, that's, that's how they write those cartoons, you know? And so when I went to see the Simpsons movie, I remember being in the theater and people just laughing nonstop all the way through. And I'm like, this is what it's all about. Like if you're going to do a comedy, commit to comedy, commit to jokes and string them together and do it in a, in a cohesive manner, do it in a skillful manner. And, uh, it's just hard to find that nowadays, you know.
0: Yeah, that's yeah that yeah that's what I was thinking because yeah, I mean, like I said, the you know the last ten years, I mean, there's it's hard to think of a, a standout comedy. Like, I, I mean, I love the uh, like I love Step Brothers and uh, and like Super Bad, but that was you know two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Um, but yeah. like, yeah, the dumb and there's no Dumb and Dumber's really anymore, other yeah. than the uh, the sequel. Uh, but uh i know you were in the first one so i won't you know i won't bash i won't bash it but yeah the first one i mean that was your that was your was that your first time on a on a film set
1: that was my first movie yeah yeah dumber was my first movie it was uh pretty pretty amazing was it exciting to play a cop were you excited about that Well, I was excited to play anything because originally I was up for the the lead role, the Jeff Daniels role. I was, I was right in the running for that. In fact, at the end of the casting, it was me and Jeff that were the last two guys auditioning. Uh, they yeah. weeded it down to me and Jeff. And I'd never acted in my life in a, in a movie. And Jeff was had been nominated for Oscars. So when we were both sitting in the lobby looking at each other, I kind of guessed it might go his way, and so I thought that was it. And then the Farrelly's, just out of the kindness of their heart or whatever, they said, hey, you know, we gave Jeff the the lead role, but would you like to play this, this other little role, the cop? And I was like, wow, you guys don't owe me a thing, but I would be honored. And so you know, it was a little tiny role and uh, it only had a few lines and we shot it and then the Farrelly's were gracious enough. They said, okay, Harlan, now do it your way. And I go, what do you mean? And they said, just do it the Harlan way. And so they let me improvise about four times and most of that scene is just stuff I made up in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was just exhilarating. It was so fun and the fact that they gave me that freedom and the fact that they left you know i'd say half the scene is is the script and the other half of the scene is just my improvisation and the fact that they put it in i was honored and i was shocked and i and the fact that it worked it was just amazing so yeah that, you know, that's- yeah,
0: like you said, yeah, they don't owe you it, but yeah, that's yeah. Good. that's super nice of them to still include yeah. you, and it's uh, you know, it's a one of the standout moments in the many standout moments in the in the entire film. I Maybe mean, oh. is uh, are you uh, was the grandpa's uh, cough medicine your line or was that in the script?
1: That what the grandpa's? Uh, have you boys been sucking back on Granddaddy's cough syrup. <laughs> yeah. That was my line, and and it actually came from a real thing. So, you know, the in the scene, I see the boys have the beer bottles on the on the dashboard, and I know that they've been drinking. And, And in the script, I'm just supposed to say, have you boys been drinking? But when I was a little boy, we used to go as a family to my grandparents' house a lot, and my grandfather used to like to drink some kind of alcohol like I think he liked whiskey and who knows what I don't I was a little boy so I didn't even know what it was but for some reason back then they didn't want the kids to know he was drinking so my grandfather always used to say to my grandmother he'd go hey how about some more cough syrup there honey like he, he called his booze cough syrup yeah <laughs> when i when i saw the booze it came into my head the term cough syrup and my grandfather. So i said you got you boys been s- sucking on granddaddy's old cough syrup and what i love about it is people quote that line to me everywhere i go in the world pretty much and it just kind of in a weird way it kept the memory of my grandfather alive in me and and yeah you know, when I hear people say it, they don't realize they're touching a very sentimental part of me. So it's really kind of beautiful that's, and I hope my grandfather's up there enjoying it, you know. Yeah,
0: I definitely, man. It. That's awesome. Yeah, you got yeah, it's it's like uh, yeah, first of all uh, seeing people recognize, but yeah, it's a way to honor your grandfather too. And, and yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Great great memory to have uh, uh associated with that. Yeah. Um Good. with the um uh, uh I know, you know, Jim Carrey got huge in 94. Um, Were you guys aware yet that he was becoming this big star when you were in the casting slash film process? Because I don't know when, you know, Ace Ventura and The Mask, I know they came out the same year. I don't know if they were out yet when you guys were doing all that. Were you aware of his Um, rising?
1: Well, I was aware of he, he was kind of, you know, emerging in the television world. He was on In Living Color, and he was kind of like, everyone referred to him as the funny white guy on In Living Color because it was an all-black cast, and he was the only white dude. Right. And so he had notoriety for that, but then in the background, he shot the first Ace Ventura movie. That was his first kind of solo movie, and before it came out, Jim was still doing stand-up. And so he had asked me to tour with him, to open for him on the road. And so the weekend that Ace Ventura came out, we were touring in Atlanta and Chicago. We were doing two theaters. And um, the the movie came out uh, on the Friday night. And after the show, we went back to his hotel room. And we both had the same manager at the time. And the manager was phoning all over the place, and the numbers were coming in for how the movie did. And literally, we were in the room, and the numbers came in, and and the numbers indicated that it was going to be a huge hit. And I, it's a weird term, but I always say I literally watched as Jim Starr flipped over. We were in the room smoking cigars, celebrating, and I literally was there the moment he transitioned from the white guy in living color to huge movie star. Like, it was right yeah. in that moment. It, it, it resonates with me. It was a real special place to be, and and uh, it, was, yeah. it was fascinating. So, yeah, I actually did see the change. And, and after that movie came out, he just – it was like he just – blew off of the stratosphere you know
0: yeah absolutely and then and then the uh Fairley brothers obviously you would you had also mentioned earlier uh uh, uh what's it uh mary something about mary there we oh, go yeah. uh yeah you were in that too so they they called you back again man that's i mean yeah. that's 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 cool you know you get, they actually you know. called
1: me back too for um uh kingpin they offered me the the uh, Randy Den- the Randy Quaid role of the Amish kit. What happened there? And uh, I was just sitting at home one day on my computer, and the phone rang. I was like, "Hey, Arlen, it's Peter Farrelly." I was like, "Hey, Peter." Like to to think that that happened now when we live in a world where it's just so hard to you have to audition and you have to know somebody the fact he just called me at home and said, yeah, what, we're doing this movie, the, the Kingpin, and we want you to play this homage kid. And I was like, oh, man, I'd love to. And and then he told me when they are shooting, and I was shooting my sitcom at the time. So I said, oh. I, can't, I can't do it. I want to. And he goes, well, look at the script and take any other role you want. And uh, so there's a smaller role. It was the role that Bill Murray ended up doing in the movie yeah i i said okay i'll do this one but it it collided with my schedule on the sitcom so that we couldn't make it work so i never ended up in that movie but uh but uh then they put me in um in something about mary and just they've been amazing they've been so cool guys so
0: i bet yeah. yeah but uh Uh, the damn scheduling man damn scheduling well I can't complain
1: Uh, because I was the star of my own sitcom so yeah you can't really uh, (laughs) but looking uh, back the, the, the kingpin movie that's what I love about movies they seem to outlast everything else like no one will really remember my sitcom I did a sitcom called Simon where I played Simon and Jason Bateman played my brother and it was a great time but it only went a season and I don't anyone remembers it, but people will definitely remember the movie Kingpin. So but yeah. Not complaining, believe me, it's a good problem to have. So
0: Well and then you I mean you then and then it looks like right after that then you start in start in Rocket Man, you know, you you got the lead role, so you know. Things yeah. things worked out, you know. Yeah, they yeah no out. complaints. Uh, they not. didn't work out so well for Randy Quaid, but you know that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you're friends with him. I, you uh, know, you I, just I want take...
1: a little, little, little whack. there, yeah. but that that happens. People it have does meltdowns in life, and if, I don't even know if it's a meltdown. Maybe that's. Yeah, maybe he's uh, in different directions. Life's maybe, a long journey. So
0: maybe he's the sane one. But yeah, yeah, we uh, all will. We all run around in green leotards at one point in our neighborhood. So uh, skip you know.
1: around. Let's get it. Skip straight.
0: around. I'm sorry. Skip yeah. around. I, I got to get that right before it happens. Oh, um, but uh, before people get mad that we don't talk uh, airplane enough, I know I'm. I got to let you go soon here. But uh, real quick, uh, let's test your airplane knowledge what right. uh what airline was the fateful flight a part of
1: oh man uh tuberculosis air
0: right. uh was it pan-am trans-american pop pa- piedmont or delta uh
1: i think it was trans-american wasn't
0: you I? are correct my friend trans-american yep what song did everyone dance a whole
1: new meaning today trans-american oh. and <laughs>
0: a little that, bit i could little... have
1: been a joke back then today right
0: yeah today uh, you, you yeah canceled really? uh, uh what song did everyone dance to in the bar where ted first met elaine
1: oh uh saturday night fever right the...
0: ba- yeah bg staying alive. Yep. Stayin alive yeah same yeah. thing uh, da, 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 which famous we already did that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, <laughs> finish the slogan WZAZ in Chicago where
1: polka is king
0: we your, play your song nobody's favorites are left out or disco lives forever
1: disco lives forever
0: Yep, and then the sign gets knocked out and the station goes out by the uh, by the airplane. <laughs> uh, let me see, is there another one here? How am I uh, remembering all this? I don't know, but very good, very good. Uh, let's see here. What are the exact words used by McCroskey to describe the location of the manual inflation nozzle on the automatic pilot? I mean, we haven't even mentioned the automatic pilot, but oh, oh yeah. my God, brilliant. Uh, but where...
1: Yeah, go
0: ahead. Was it on the leg, at the waist, at the crotch area, on the belt line?
1: On the belt line.
0: On the belt line. I think that's right. Uh, It's not giving me the answers. But, yeah, we'll go with that. And then, um, according to Ted, how many times had he been nervous before? A few times, lots of times, not many times, never. This is stupid. Sorry, I did not make up these questions. uh, It's either lots of times or... N- never i mean i know you're wrong there but it's a few okay. times
1: a few times
0: yeah lots of times he said actually oh, i didn't okay. know either it's okay and yeah belt line was correct i just wanted to make sure Ooh. but anyway but you did great you did great oh. on that on that airplane trivia there uh, go. let me see what, else, what other quotes i can mention here uh <laughs> what there was one point oh yeah they're <laughs> on the retreat or whatever uh on the flashback scene and she's like selling like the natives like tupperware (laughs) like and he's teaching the the guys basketball and they're they're naturals you know
1: Yeah, i like that bit to assume the crash position and they all like hang upside down and take their clothes off
0: yeah and uh how about his drinking problem
1: yeah (laughs) sloshing it in his face yeah
0: he literally can't drink you know that's that's the drinking problem um and then uh don't call don't call me shirley we i think we already said calm oh yeah he's the growing nose he's lying to them like everything's gonna be great (laughs) i love at the end when they're making the landing you said Good luck. We're all counting on you. And he does it like three times as they're crashing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then afterwards, he does it again. Good luck. We're all counting on you. Uh, Leslie Nielsen's just brilliant. Brilliant guy. What I like I... the
1: guy in the control tower as a, as the plane's coming in and all the lights are on the runway. That one guy pulls the plug and they all go out and he goes, Just kidding! And he plugs <laughs> it back in again. Like, hello. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness, that guy was great. Yeah, they're like uh the fog's getting thicker and Leon's getting larger. Like that guy just <laughs> had yeah. a response. So flamboyant. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, so brilliant. Uh have you ever had a chance to meet anyone in this film?
1: Yeah, I met uh I met the girl who played uh the lead the lead girl, the stewardess.
0: Elaine, uh, yeah, Julie Hagerty.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just talking to someone about her the other day, and we we're—I was saying how strikingly beautiful she is in real life. Like on screen, she's she's sort of cute and pretty, but yeah. in real life, she's kind of like like it really kind of takes you back how really strikingly beautiful she is. It's I think not to be insulting, but it's one of those rare things where the. the the camera, she looks beautiful on camera. But sometimes, when you get on camera, it makes you look even more beautiful. But she just yeah. more beautiful in real life. It was really, um, it was really amazing. She's she's stunning.
0: Nice. Well, yeah. I maybe I'll meet her someday, and I also, uh, yeah. I, I can I can concur. Try uh, but try
1: skipping through her yard and see what happens. What was that? Try skipping through her yard in your leotards and see if she comes out
0: that's that's true we can uh we'll we'll yeah i will uh look up her address and uh i just won't trespass i'll just do it like you know right outside her property or something she'll see me
1: you skip across and you're not on her lawn for more than like 48 seconds i don't think it's trespassing so it's if you just skip quickly that there's no they can't really get you
0: so it's over forty-eight seconds. That's right, the right. that's the mark. Okay. Well, what's great
1: is it only takes about forty-five seconds for her to really track you and absorb her. Absor- <laughs> she can absorb you, and then that, that'll set up her chasing you down on on social media and YouTube, meeting at the Motel Six, and all that stuff you like.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. Well, uh, I'll, let, I'll 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 update you on uh, yeah. on on the. Um, what happens so <laughs>
1: just put a ring camera on the wall and you can show us
0: yeah exactly i'll yeah i'll release it and yeah i'll uh i'll send it on over so but uh oh. but yeah airplane 1980 absolute classic um uh, we went on tangents and didn't talk about it as much folks but whatever it was fun talking oh. with harlan um uh you promoting anything or you know doing anything you wanted to to mention uh obviously your t-shirts
1: yeah i would say go to if you're interested in uh, some wearable art uh, go to harbling.com and you can uh like i said there's going to be more originals up in probably eight or nine days like mid-february and if you miss out on an original you can uh, order a print uh, also go to harlandwilliams.com and look at my stand-up comedy schedule i'm touring all over the country so find out if i'm coming to a town or city near you and then uh, lastly i'd just say uh check out um check out my instagram at harlandwilliams. williams I, I i put a lot of funny content up there that's all i use it for is just to kind of entertain people so get on there and the last thing i just released a new novel called don't look under the bed and you can order that at harlowwilliams.com and it's uh i think it'll surprise you it's a series of short stories but they're very uh dramatic and horror and science fantasy they're it's not comedy so uh wow nice is this yeah. your first time doing that It's my first time releasing a book and then i'm releasing uh the follow-up book march 1st called crave and it's mm. uh Three more short stories that are really kind of very Twilight Zoneish. So, love it. That's awesome, people man. That love movies. I think they'll like. People tell me when they read my stories, they say, "Man, I could see these stories as a movie." So, I think your your audience might enjoy them
0: yeah no definitely yeah definitely uh we'll say that again in the intro and outro and all that oh, so yeah definitely link it and all that jazz so uh but man it's been an absolute blast really appreciate you coming on and uh in indulging me and yeah. talking movies talking your career it's been an absolute blast for me my man
1: well thanks for having me and i'm gonna send you and your family a gift basket of uh blueberries so <laughs>
0: I cannot wait. Thank you so much. Good
1: morning. Yeah, I'm going to be skipping and picking, so enjoy those. All right, as my dad always said, get in the basement and finish eating those gourds, you little freak. (laughs) I don't know what it means, but... I'll I'll take
0: it. I'll take it. I'll take (laughs) that uh, little little uh, tidbit from Harlan Williams his dad, so there we go <laughs>
1: alright bye, All right, man, Godspeed, <laughs> we'll see you on the dark side of the moon Pink Floyd <laughs>
0: there you have it folks harlan williams airplane what a great guy hilarious guy uh one of the well yeah just uh i mean no disrespect to my other guests but yeah one of the most fun conversations i've had <laughs> uh in a little while uh so yeah it's uh it, again uh i'm still gushing over it and uh yeah uh I'm, I'm giddy i'm giddy over it guys but no he was he was great and uh yeah great great uh great conversationalist and uh, you heard it you heard what, what, what do i have to say that for you guys all heard it can't wait to wear my green leotard and skip around the yard get blueberries play a harp have hummingbirds uh follow me um but all right folks Again, follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast, Instagram, blockbuster mentality. Go to BlockbusterMentality.com. That's where you get all the updates on the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Again, five stars. Takes you 30 seconds. We'd appreciate it. All right, folks. Well, that is it for me. For Harlan, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn. Grab some snacks. We'll catch you
1: guys at the movies.